Hi there and welcome along to On The Whistle. This is Africa's Biggest Bri. I'm your host, Zane Nabi. And joining me on the show today is Courtney Fries, our resident Premier Soccer League winner and expert. He's here to give his hot takes on the MTN8 final that sees Orlando Pirates 8 million rand richer. That's approximately $440,000. Courtney, I can't wait to get your hot takes. But before we do that, I just have to acknowledge what a cracking atmosphere we had at the Moses Mavita Stadium, where there was a full house that witnessed Orlando Pirates beating Amazulu with a sublime strike from Monopula Saleng. We also have a cracking atmosphere for the recording of this podcast because it's on Guy Fawkes weekend. So you're going to hear a few crackers going off here and there, not just me and Courtney. Um, and of course, in the game, Courtney, you would be aware Orlando Pirates midfielder Miguel Tim produced a man of the match performance. He missed the Soweto derby against Kaiser Chiefs the week before where um, Chiefs won 1-0. But he returned, he pulled the strings in the midfield, brought some defensive solidarity, and for all intents and purposes, was the MVP and the best player on the field. Courtney, firstly, before you give us your hot takes, wasn't it wonderful to see the Moses Mabita Stadium in Durban, a place you and I know well, brimming with excitement and colour? Firstly, good evening, Zane. Absolutely, 100% uh, agree with you. And we spoke about this on our podcast last week about the Soweto derby in the biggest stadium in South Africa not being full and how disappointing it was. The cup final, which took place in the home of the Zulus, Amazulu, um, was packed to the rafters. And I will go as far as saying that the Moses Mobilia Stadium is possibly one of the top stadiums in Africa. Uh, oh, it definitely. was an it's unbelievable iconic. spectacle in the heart of the city, easy access. Uh, what an occasion for Pirates to run out winners and what a showcase for Amazulu. Absolutely. I mean, that's Amazulu's cathedral. That's their home ground. Unfortunately, they didn't get the result. But Courtney, you watch this game. You've got some analysis from us. Go on, share the screen. Show us layman and lay ladies what we don't know. Well, Zane, I'd like to firstly bring you to my very first clip, and I'll tell you why I picked this clip as well. Um, in football, there's a term. There are two terms. Uh, old school term is he's done him. And in you newbies, Zane, uh, in football terms is he's left his leg in. So this so, is what... So I'm presuming, Courtney, you're about to show us a bad tackle. Is that right? I'm about to show a bad tackle, but I'm going to look at the time on the clock. It's not even 10 seconds. Ball gets played in. So let's just get this up now. Ball gets played in. So before anything else, Zane, before mm. anything else, before the tackle, sometimes you got to look at the person receiving the tackle's reaction. Mm. The guy goes down immediately, his hand goes up. Okay, so you know something seriously is wrong. Okay, mm -hmm. this is 15 seconds into the game, he, he's got the kick. But if you play it back, now you must remember our referees don't have VAR at the moment. So we're looking at it from a very analytical eye. So we continue with the clip. And there is a potential problem here for 
So Sibisi goes, he's laying on there, but you must remember now, have a look at Sibisi. He's not moving. He's just laying there, Zane, which lets you know this is a serious injury. But look at Nwango's mm. foot. This is where I say he leaves his leg in there. He does him. Studs up. Studs up. Down That's the bad. shin. That's, That's bad. bad. Now, that tackle for me, if VAR is available, is a red card. Mm -hmm. I can hear, I, I'm not a referee, I'm not a manager, I'm a supporter watching a game like everyone else listening to us is out there. But that, if viewed again with the technology, is a red card. Bare minimum, a yellow card. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. our first controversial moment, 15 seconds into the final. CBC had to be taken off. I would be very, very shocked if CBC has not broken his leg. Mm. The, the reports coming out after the game is that he tore his calf badly. That if that's the case, he's a lucky boy. We saw last week in the um, Soweto derby um, a foul off the ball. You've seen a really bad tackle here. Um, again, you know, it's important that we show these things because it's important for people like me to learn, to see. Now the result stands, Orlando Pirates won anyway, 1-0, so their fans will be happy all through the week until that Soweto derby, and then we'll see if they can get revenge. But tell us about the game. Tell us about some of the things we didn't see that made you look at the Premier Soccer League and go, wow, this is a league that's improved I feel this is an interesting question, and I'll tell you why. Um, when you're looking at the Premier League, when you're looking at uh, the PSL, when you're looking at any football out there at the moment, you're looking for desire. Also, you're looking at an advert for football, okay? And the next clip just shows a, a real desire and a real positive way football in South Africa is going. So I'm going to share something with you. So let's have a look at this clip here, saying, right? We have a free kick getting played. Players go down. Obviously, um, huge amounts of fouls in the game. But from this particular point is what I want you to look at. Firstly, look at the time in the top left-hand corner. 78, 70, mm -hmm. close to 79 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, what people also got to take into account is the changing climate in South Africa at this time of the year. Very warm. People from Johannesburg traveling to Natal as well. There's a problem with uh, going against the, um, what is the term I'm looking for here, Zane? They're not yeah. playing at sea level. They're playing below sea level. Mm -hmm. So this is what we have now. The clip gets in. Amazulu take a free kick. And I just picked this piece of play. Pirate shoots on the attack. Left back picks it up and he gets going. He gets going. He gets going. Look at the power. Look at the energy. 78, 79 minutes into the game. But now look at where Amazulu coming to it. The center back picks up the ball in his box. What he does, he goes again. He wow. tries to get out of it. Pirates stop him again. Go on the counter-attack again. Try to get to the ball. Amazulu stop again. Go on the counter-attack. Basketball, football, yeah, Zane. Back and forth. 79 minute. The professionalism of these players, the 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 conditioning to get into this position this late in the game, 
it doesn't only show high fitness levels, it shows great desire. And just that clip on its mm. own is a good advert. No goal there, but we see the high intensity. We see some technical uh, brilliance from, from, from Pirates. Uh, and we see some wonderful tracking back. I mean, the, the key point there is you're 12 minutes from the end of a cup final that's already been pretty high intensity. So, yeah, I, love, I can see the point you're making. I love the points that you just brought up there, Zane, because I'm going to add something to it as well. Um, last week, we 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 had an, a bit of a gripe with one of our most experienced referees out there, Mr. Mm -hmm. Gomes. You know, uh, it was his last game, uh, and Mr. I picked Gomes. up a point that he missed. But... Yesterday, in the cup final, 16 fouls for Orlando Pirates, 15 fouls for Amazulu, three yellow cards. What does that tell you? The game is end-to-end -end and the ref mm. allowing it to flow. So the ref needs a special mention here as well. Because football and a cup final is a spectacle. People want to mm. go out and see this level of energy that we just brought in and showed in the mm. clip. I thought it was absolutely a wonderful refereeing performance as well. Um, and I just thought he did an exceptional job. Despite missing the studs up. Well, listen, as you as you remember, I said a bit earlier, if he had VAR, if he had the technology at his fingertips, no, bare minimum, he's giving us a yellow card. Bare minimum. He's taking it back and saying that he's wrong. No, 100%. Courtney, really value your feedback, really value your analysis. Thank you so much for pulling those clips up. It was wonderful to see. I've got one more to go, Zane. I hope you don't mind. I don't. Go right ahead. But how go do we talk area. about the cup final? We talk about Orlando Pirates. We don't talk about the goal. Well, listen, Zane, I almost feel like I'm becoming Roy Keane here. You know, people <laughs> moment and not admiring the quality. But I've got huge problems with this goal but firstly let's just appreciate the quality strike you know and i'm and i'll come back and give you my feedback on it so let's just sure. look at it he bends it in with his left foot boom into the far right hand corner what a strike man absolutely a strike fitting to win a cup final very very good strike now the power the pace how well he floated it and he's looking at mm -hmm. hitting it about maybe Seven foot, seven foot five. That's the height of the ball he's placed at. Mm -hmm. Wonderful strike into the top right hand corner. This goal goes on to win it. So if we look at it here, absolute wonderful mm. clip. Sweet. Keeper may be badly positioned, but I'm saying I'm I'm gonna go with more, give the goal more brilliance. There's my play. problem, but saying. But there we go. Let's see what you're gonna say. There is my problem, and if you are defending a set piece like this, look how close the defensive setup is towards the goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. Right. So, in a position like that, he knows he has this ball coming in. Obviously, the analysis has been done. He knows this guy's got a good left foot. The the defensive wall, yeah. He's too close to the goalkeeper. So, mm. firstly, he's taken a step forward. He's come forward off his line. That gives the advantage of the delivery. But also these players here, even though they're his players, they're in his eye line. And that becomes a problem. What they should be doing is trying to get that closer to the six-yard box. Mm. So, the goalkeeper has more possibility to adjust 
and defend that area and also not worry about the, the players in his eye line here. Um, but taking nothing away from it, a wonderful, wonderful strike. And as we look at it again, just floats into the top. Mm. Absolutely. Smoothly hit uh, a goal fitting to win any game. Well, listen, Courtney, I do appreciate your analysis. Um, Eight million richer Orlando Pirates. I'm sure that will in some way ease the pain of uh, their loss to Kaiser Chiefs in the Soweto derby last week. Um, it's worth mentioning that the Buccaneers will be seeking revenge uh, of that derby loss when they take on Chiefs in the Carling Black Label Cup semi-final at the FNB Stadium next Saturday. We, of course, will bring you the latest on that. That is a one-day exhibition tournament. Uh, the winner of uh, that Soweto derby will play, um, if I'm correct, the winner of uh, Sundowns and, and Amazulu um, for a right to play in uh in, in that final. Uh, again, uh, it's a one-day festival. Um, some would say an exhibition match, not much on the line, but whenever Chiefs and Pirates play, there's always a lot on the line. Now, before we go, Courtney, I'm just going to go to the mailbag. We have some feedback from our wonderful community out there. Um, I'm going to start by bringing you a, a comment that uh, the user alone uh, left on our YouTube account. Alone, listen to our podcast on the uh, Ballon d'Or uh, that was won by uh, Karen Benzema and posted a comment telling us how impressive it was to see four Africans in the top 13. 13 might be unlucky for some, but in our case, we were lucky. You had Haler at 13, Mares at 12, Salah at 5, and Mane at number 2. And alone was impressed to see that we had that many, um, um, that many Africans amongst the finalists. Um, and then, Courtney, last week's podcast, which... Uh, we know generated a lot of discussions. You did excellent work analyzing why Yusuf Mart's goal, the cracking goal, shouldn't have stood for Kaiser Chiefs because of a foul in the build-up to that. That goal obviously being the decider between Chiefs and Pirates in their derby. And we had Kaiser Chiefs in Mexico tweet us about it. Um, and uh, Courtney, their response to our analysis, or your analysis rather, was, we won and that's what matters. Spoken like a true football fan, I guess. Um, you can't deny that, Zane. You can't <laughs> deny that. But I'm saying, absolutely right. The technology is not there at the moment. So that's beautiful. But the technology is coming. And incidents like that, no matter how glorious they are, are going to be brought back and looked at. For example, the Amazulu players tackle, Nwango's mm. tackle on CBC. That will be brought back. And as I'm saying to you, there's no referee in the world that's going to say, well, that's just 15 seconds in, into the game. Let's not leave it. Unfortunately, technology will play a huge role in the PSL when the time is right. And the game will change. Courtney, that's a wrap for now. Thank you for your analysis. I wish you well this week, mate. All the best, Zane. Have a good week.